And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today is Dr. John Vance. Hello out there. Well, John, I'm not going to tell our listeners what we're going to talk about, but I will ask you this question. Did you turn your smartphone off before you came into the studio today? Yes, and left it in the car. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That way it doesn't ring and interrupt us. Um, That is a clue as to what we'll be talking about today. Um, There was an article uh, a little while ago that appeared, uh, cnbc.com. I don't usually read it, but I just happened to notice it. And it was starting off talking about Memorial Day, which we just came through a couple of weeks ago. And it says, you know, it marked the beginning of summer and all it evokes with the vacations and slower work weeks and casual dress codes. And then it went on to make an interesting point. The author, who was Bob Sullivan, said, it would seem an ideal time to take a break, but our ability to unplug and relax is under assault. Then he asked the question, a three-day weekend, question mark? We can barely get through three waking hours without working, new research shows. Then he goes on to talk about the average smartphone user checking his or her device 150 times per day, or about once every six minutes. Uh, Meanwhile, government data from 2011 says 35% of us work on weekends, and those who do average five hours of labor, often without compensation or even a thank you. So that got us thinking about um, the um, the amount of, of work that we do uh, get engaged in. You know, because we want to be fruitful Christians. We want to be engaged. We want to do a good job. Uh, but sometimes um, we can almost burn ourselves out. And, and um, I know this is a long intro, but have you ever walked into a diner? This is hilarious in some respects. It's also very sad. You see two people sitting in the diner, and they have their smartphones out, and they're texting or checking their email, but they're not engaging in conversation back and forth. So therein lies um, some, of the, um, some of the thoughts that leads to our discussion today about work and about rest. That's a wonderful illustration of being in the restaurant there and uh, two people sitting across from each other. And they're talking to each other, but also they're talking to other people that are not there and texting. And one sociologist uh, made a keen observation, I think it's NYU sociologist, that today we are practicing uh, uh, presence and absence, but we're never fully present in any place because we can also be somewhere else at the same time. And it reminds me of the of the uh, verse in the Bible which says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. (laughs) That's a good point. And we think we can multitask, but all the evidence is pointing to the fact that we, no one can really multitask effectively. So therefore, the most important thing you can do is to be present in one place and concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I know people who um, even leave their cell phones on during prayer time. During prayer time. <laughs> if there's one thing you ought to do <laughs> in your awful. private prayers is to turn your cell phone off so you can yeah. be in the closet of the Lord and in his presence. You know Bill Shishko? You know yes. him. He's, he's one of our advisors. I, I attended his church some time ago, and I, 
I recall at, at the beginning of the service, he was just reminding his folks, please turn your cell phone off, <laughs> because it's happened too many times in the church service. All of a sudden, this crazy call comes in, you know, this ringtone, and it, and it really is a distraction for worship. And if you need a, 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 a you know, emergency, I'm, I'm sure a lot of physicians and nurses sure. or EMS workers, they can put it on vibrate. Put it on vibrate. Uh, and then there are people who may, let's say a young man's expecting to hear uh, if his wife's in the hospital or getting ready to have a delivery, should he head off to the hospital or whatever? Yes. So if she yes. goes there. So there are lots of situations right. where you want to be in touch, and that's a blessing. <laughs> but you also want to be out of touch at times simply because it's important to do. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because um, our expectations are set that we need to be always available. But you're saying sometimes it is good for us to be out of touch. Help me understand. Do you have an example of, of where that has happened? Yes. I, I don't think that uh, it's healthy, if you will, psychologically and spiritually, to always be in touch and to be available. Mm. Jesus pulled alone many times for prayer You're right. by himself. He even took his disciples with him, the ones that he loved, the three, took them so far and then left them and went on to be alone with himself. You're right, and I seem to recall some of the descriptions of being, it was a lonely and desolate place, yes. or, or words to that effect. Very interesting. There are two things that are necessary to, to be, if you will, a thriving, self-conscious individual. Now, I... Uh, we've talked in the past about the corporate need, and there is mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But there's also a need to be, if you will, alone with your own thoughts and your own prayer life. And Jesus did it often mm-hmm. because it get it, it you're enabled to marshal your strength. There are two hmm. things, and hmm. I can talk about it after the break. That, yeah. that is necessary to be a healthy-minded person. Number one, you need to have a private life. Mm-hmm. Or we'll talk about that space. And number two, you need to have some secrets. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, well, I'm uh, sure we'll get I, to I that. I get that to Paul Toynier. You can't really be a person without space and secrets. Well, this article that we uh, started off with really got me thinking, and that is um, – the, the title of it was How the Smartphone Killed the Three-Day Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of caught your eye, you know, but um, – you know what? If we're honest, there's a lot of truth here, and it's not that we don't like technology. I, I, I would be quite lost without the smartphone here trying to work at Redeemer because we're constantly in communication, whether it be calls or emails or whatever. But it has to be used carefully or else I will become a slave to this device and I will have absolutely zero rest time. Maybe after the break we can talk about rest time a little bit more. Uh, today we're talking about, well, I don't know, how do you describe this? What are we talking about? Smartphones? It's much more than that. <laughs> I, think, I think we're talking about what it means to be a sane person in the modern world. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break.
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, Dr. John Vance. We're talking about really how to be a sane person in this modern world. Um, We opened our initial discussion talking about the smartphone and how it essentially killed the three-day weekend, according to author uh, Bob Sullivan in a CNBC article. But um, it is true. Our uh, modern technological devices sometimes will rob us of uh, a quietude that we are to have. Um, We referred also to Jesus, how that there would be times when he would draw aside, or he would tell his disciples, let us come aside for a while. And one thing we know for sure, he certainly didn't have a cell phone ringing during those times, but he probably had to lay aside other concerns, other uh, technological achievements of his own day, if you will. Um, maybe um, maybe the fishermen had a certain schedule that they were worried about, or uh, the fish needed to be cleaned, or whatever was hanging over their head. It may surprise us if we really... Uh, understood some of the concerns they had. And I'll bet they were just as intense as what I'm going through today. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, it was, you know, what is technology today may have been a, a different venue back then of equal concern. So this need for coming aside, uh, could we explore that a little more? Did Have you recently experienced coming aside and just putting things on hold for a short period of time? Uh, yes, I do. I, uh, I There are times I deliberately uh, seek to be alone for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a sense in which I need space in order to be fully present in the things that I do. Why do I need space? To be able to pray and to collect my thoughts and to restore my soul. You can't do that if you're always available in the public sphere in order to gain depth in your life, you have to have some space and personal reflection and prayer. I, I don't think there's any question about that. We've traditionally called this quiet time. Hmm. I also need time to study by myself without the uh, blare and hubbub of everything around me. Otherwise, I don't believe that I could continue to preach and teach yeah. uh, for the length of time I have done and as much as I do each week without a break. 
reason is that I don't need breaks and I haven't taken any or sabbatical or anything is because I have always recognized that I need time alone in my study. Mm. And um, Luther even talked about, uh, I forget the hour figure, but three hours, I believe, a day he thought that he needed to be uh, to himself. Yeah. And I imagine that um, your wife recognizes mutually that... She does. And respects that, yeah. Um, Well, um, there is something in the Christian tradition that that this reminds me of, and that is the weekly Sabbath, or the Lord's Day, as we would call it, uh, this side of the resurrection. Can you walk us through that a little bit, and how does that tie in here? Well, it ties in wonderfully, doesn't it? I know (laughs) you know. Uh, God gave us even one whole day mm. uh, to to set aside, to reflect upon him, to reflect upon who we are, uh, to reflect upon our relationship with him and with our neighbor. So uh, that that in the Old Testament is called, of course, the Sabbath. In the New Testament, it's called the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lord's Day is not exactly a Jewish Sabbath with restrictions on it in that way. There's clearly a difference between the Old and New Testament. On the other hand, most Christian traditions recognize that the Lord's Day, or the first day of the week when Jesus was raised, when the Holy Spirit came on Sunday, by the way, Mm -hmm. the Lord's Day, uh, and they were gathered together uh, on the Lord's Day to worship, that those are important examples where we make a break from our routine, and we set aside a time with our families, ourselves, in our church life, and the things that we do ought to be, if you will, a, a, a clear break from the workaday world where we have recreations that are restorative. Mm-hmm. Recreation is the word recreation. And God is recreating the world in Christ Jesus. Mm. But we need to be recreated from time to time and through recreations or not just fishing or texting or doing this, but mm-hmm. maybe just being with the kids on a walk. Right, it's restorative for the right. the family needs. The children need mm. uh, parents to be with them. So, uh, I see the Lord's Day as a wonderful gift from God. Mm. I look back actually with fond memories uh, when I was a young man growing up. My dad would often take us for a walk near the reservoir, and uh, it was really neat. We weren't even fishing; we just took a walk, and, and mm-hmm. you know, by the water. When the water got low, sometimes we would see some of the old foundations left over from when people actually lived there. And it was just just a wonderful thing. Um, The Lord's Day. I'll be very honest. Here at Redeemer, we got a 24 by 7 broadcast uh, day, a week. Um, And it's easy to get caught into the trap of constantly working at it in order to keep fresh stuff on the air. Um, what I try to do is put in a lot of time on Friday and Saturday. So, you know, there's always preparatory for the new week that's coming up. Um, and if I can get quite a few things done Friday and Saturday, then it frees me up to just kind of catch my breath on Sunday, the Lord's Day. And uh, one of the things that's so very important to me personally is to be able to go to church with God's people, worship uh, partake of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, perhaps see a baptism, and it, it uplifts the soul. It's almost like a, 
like a spiritual energy drink that God has poured into my soul and it keeps me going. And if I don't have some of the responsibilities of the radio station, I've been able to you know take care of that maybe a day in advance. It it really helps uh, lift my heart. <laughs> so, oh yes, um, of course I uh, am very busy on the Lord's Day. Uh, I at least preach twice and yeah. uh, teach. And make other preparations, seeing people. A lot of people can only see me, mm-hmm. maybe on Sunday evening. Uh, but uh, I, I do find that I need time on Saturday. I almost refuse every, every invitation except for mm-hmm. a wedding or something where I have to. Yeah. But I refuse every invitation late Saturday and uh, Saturday evening so that I can have that space that is necessary. I think you'd go crazy otherwise. But another way to <laughs> – another way – that's important too is recreations or activities or avocations hobbies Mm -hmm. now i noticed you dan i've observed you in your life but you have some chickens out here and you love being out there among them yeah in fact i i will go home today i believe with uh 12 12 eggs with 12 eggs that's right (laughs) the lovingly laid (laughs) <laughs> and you don't put all your eggs in one basket, though. Uh, you still have some more. Yeah. And I think in life, while our investment in our jobs and so forth are very important, it's, it's yeah. we were made to work, we need that restorative space. And, and the Lord's Day is a wonderful time. And you, through the week, I, I believe – you go out with your dad and have yes. Uh, that's restorative. That's yes. necessary. You have to do that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. And I realize that you know I won't always have my dad with me. So um, that's another aspect too. We just want to optimize the time together. You know, I've lost my mom, and I what what we did we did, but you know won't have that opportunity again. Well, uh, today we're talking about work and rest. And uh, we started off talking about the smartphone and how, according to one article, it has killed the three-day weekend. Um, Possibly just a really simple pointer that you can take with you is that when you walk into the worship service, put your smartphone on on vibrate, or or you might even leave it in the car. And so just have a simple break Mm -hmm. from that Mm -hmm. and feel like, well, it's not hanging over my head. Forget it. If it goes off, it goes off. I can get to it later. Being constantly available and in touch uh, is not healthy, and neither is it healthy to to confess everything in every way that you are. Let me explain that now. That's going to shock some people. Yeah. Paul Toynier, in his wonderful book, The Meaning of Persons, he was a 1950-60, he wrote, uh, he was a medical doctor who got interested in psychoanalysis. And he wrote a number of books that have been uh, important to me, The Meaning of Gifts, The Meaning of Persons, uh, and Meaning of Secrets. He says that everyone needs some secrets. Now, we're not talking about secret sins here. We're talking about secrets that you alone know to make you an individual. Mm -hmm. You may not express all your desires. You may have a passion for something that is in your soul and, um, and so forth. But he talked about, Parents not being so on top of their children that they draw every secret out of the little child. They need a little something for themselves. Mm. Wives need that. Husbands oh, need yeah. that. You know, we live in a day where no one, in, especially in Hollywood and on television, they, they go down and get some redneck from West Virginia where I'm from and put them on television, <laughs> and they just gush out their soul. They gush it out, yeah. Uh, we, we have a f- – uh, notice the compulsion to be naked physically – and spiritually and intellectually today. That's right. 
it is not healthy. No. No. And 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 it's the entertainment the and the communications. The more it gets, the more it doesn't want you to have anything to yourself. That's very true. So uh, this compulsion to expose yourself at every level, I think God, when He clothed Adam and Eve, gave us a tip that we need to have some things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this matter of space and this matter of secrets, properly understood, is important. Mm. And uh, it, it it makes for an unhealthy society when mm-hmm. we have to be thrown all the trash and garbage of people's yes. lives yes. out there for us to inspect and pick through. It only leads to voyeurism in the wrong way. Yes, and it's a bad example for our children, mm-hmm. and it does not make for a healthy human being. Mm-hmm. Well put. Can't improve on that. <laughs> We're talking about rest. We're talking about work. Now, I suppose there's an aspect of work we also need to quickly touch upon, and that is um, why we believe in work. Um, um, Increasingly here in America, there's a number of us who are troubled by um, entitlement mentality. Yes, lack of work. And that, again, is destructive. Yeah. Life is a balance. Yeah. You have to work to be fulfilled. Uh, you have to have rec- recreations to be fulfilled. You have to have some space and secrets, but you also need to be engaged in a proper way in life. <laughs> Jesus is the balance. Notice how he did yes, things. Yes. But we do need the Lord's Day to make us whole. Yeah. I'm convinced of it. Yes. So, um, you know, tomorrow is the Lord's Day. It's a great time. If If you haven't availed yourself in the past, maybe, of um, setting aside some time for yourself. You know, Christ said that the Sabbath was made for man, and so it's not selfish to do that. Um, Take some time off. Enjoy the things of God with your brethren. Um, Go to church. Worship the Lord. And find out that, um, you know what? It wasn't a waste of time. It was an investment of time, and you're a better person for it. Any comments before we close? Well, to pick up on what you're saying, the Lord's Day uh, is a necessary uh, gift from God to keep, again, I'm use the word sanity. We get into our own little distorted way of thinking, our own little lives, and we don't look out on mm-hmm. anything else. Paul says, look not simply on your own things, but on the things of others. When I gather with the people of God in the Lord's house on the Lord's Day, I'm taken up into the presence of God and I get above all the muck mm. and all of the distortions, and I'm able to see things in a way that I could not before. And that's why you need the Lord's Day and a little mm. space so you get yeah. a proper perspective on life. Yeah. Well, it's a blessed uh, thought, and thank you very much. Today we've been talking about rest and work and uh, just how to keep sanity in this world of ours. And I hope you enjoyed it. This entire episode is up on our website. Check it out. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. If you have a question for us, particularly for Dr. Vance here, feel free to avail yourself of using our email. That address is ministry at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. We will uh, get back to you. Sometimes it takes us a little while. Sometimes we're taking a rest. (laughs) So bear with us. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Again in the studio with me today has been Dr. John Vance. Quick reminder, please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.